Hello and welcome to the Jewish 365 Podcast. I'm your host, Rabbi Dan Kirshenbaum, and we're going to be going through the Jewish calendar. The Jewish calendar was created as an active calendar. We believe that God imbued in each day the ability to generate a certain spiritual effect in the world. And there's opportunities, there are strengths that are built into different times of the year. And as every single year passes, that spiritual opportunity perpetuates itself over and over and over again. If you want to hear what spiritual opportunities you have and how you can access that spiritual potential throughout the year, please join us on our podcast. Picking up right where we left off, what's the whole big idea about saying the story? We know, Leil Seder, there's a mitzvah to talk. There's a mitzvah, it's not tefillah, it's not, you know, necessarily lima Torah. It's, it's talking to Hashem, it's a mitzvah of seaport to tell somebody. Tell your son, tell your wife, tell your friend, tell everybody this big story. We don't find anywhere else that there's such a mitzvah like this, and it has to be really elaborated on. In the beginning of Parsha's bow, it says, The whole purpose of the miracles was for you to go and tell the story. It's not that we tell it over because it happened. It's that the miracles happened in order for us to tell them over. What does this mean? So we have a mitzvah of Zechir, you see from twice a day. You got to remember Hashem took us and our forefathers out of Egypt. You got to remember that twice a day. It says it in Shema. Every Shabbos and every Yantif is Zechir, you That means that this is the most significant event in the history of the Jewish people of Klai Yisrael. And as Yidin, as Jews, this is central in understanding who we are and what we're about. So we know there's Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. We walk around with Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. And the the seaport, the telling of the story, is the whole tachlis of all the, you know, of everything that happened. It's the whole purpose of everything that happened. The Ramban says that emuna for Klal Yisrael, emuna, faith for the Jews, begins at Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, at the exodus of Egypt. That's, that's, that's what we saw no one saw my sabracious, you know. Um, no one was there for those great miracles of when Hashem created the world. And this is what we have to go tell every generation. We only know Baratheus Bara Elokim that Hashem made the world and created everything because Hashem told us. Hashem told Moshe actually at Har Sinai. The deep deep Svarim say that the ten makos, which is that's in uh that's gonna be the next part. That's gonna be part eight of this series. The ten makos, the Eser Makos, they're Keneged the Eser Mamaros, those ten utterances which Hashem made the world with. We don't know exactly what that means, but the basic idea is that through these ten makos, through these ten plagues, it was made clear to everybody that there's no part of existence, there's no part of creation that exists on its own. Rather, Hashem took every element and twisted it around. Hashem broke every nature. Every every nature of everything, every law of nature, and he could do it whenever he wants. And he did all this to make it clear to the Jews that Hashem is the Bari Olam. Hashem created everything, and he also showed the Hashkacha, his divine hand in things. He showed what he was doing for Klal Yisrael. The Smak the Smak says, "Asher Eris like that you took us out of Egypt, Hashem. What does this mean? It means there's a Tachlis to the world. 
There's a purpose. There's a goal and Hashem's making it happen. It doesn't just mean, you know, the, the Bria, that Hashem went and created it. But it means the Hashkacha, the Hashem monitoring of that. And Hashem, you know, continuing to will it to exist. Hashem brought us to our Sinai and gave us the Torah. And that's included in this too. All the Amuna was there. All the Amuna is in these stories. And it came out very clearly, beginning with our enslavement, going through all these miracles to Harsinai, eventually to the desert, and eventually to Eretz Yisrael. So the Higat, the Levincha, the telling your son, the telling your people, that's the basis of what it means to be a Jew. Where did we come from? How do we know? What are we about? How are we so sure about Hashem? So Leila Seder is supposed to take away that suffix, take away that doubt. The Tachlis, the purpose of Pesach, is refueling ourselves with the Amuna and Hashem. With refueling ourselves in the Amun and Ashkacha, the way he, the way Hashem works, and in the role of the Jews in the framework of the entire world. That's the Yisod of Pesach. And as always, we talk of the way that the Ramchal explains that the Yantif is not just to reminisce, but it's that the Koach of Cheres returns every single year. Right? We said this, Ramchal, we say this in the, in, in the intro to every single series that we do. That every holiday that comes up, every month that comes up, it's not just remembering, but it's a spiritual opportunity, a spiritual energy, and it perpetuates itself over and over and over again. If you put these two together, what do you see? You see so much more clear that you are in your amuna, the more you're a Bnei Chorin. The more free I am, the more faith I have in God. Our schus, our merit. What are we zochet to? By our cheres, by our freedom? is by talking emuna and eating emuna. When you eat matzah, we spoke about Pesach matzah more, when you eat matzah, you eat emuna. Because that's all that could have existed in that awful time was faith in God. We eat emuna, we talk emuna. We show the ikr of the Pesach Seder is to see Pesach matzah more, we show the Seder plate. This is the story. These are the conversations that we have. This is who we are. When a yid eats the matzah, he's eating a muna. That's what it's about. We go into Pesach with a clarity of who Klal Yisrael is and what every yid has to go walk around, uh, you know, you know how we have to talk, what we have to feel. Um, throughout the Pesach Seder, as well as parts one, two, and three of this series. And by the way, um, it's going to be parts eight and probably nine, and we'll see of this series, is going through the Midrashim, saying the cool stories, the interesting stories that people don't necessarily, uh, you know, they don't necessarily know. It's to experience something, to really feel it. But the question is, is it a game where we reenact things? Or are we really remembering? Are we really saying, hey, there is, there is, Pardon me, not we're really remembering that we're we're remembering something only in order to bring about uh, the reality that there's a spiritual opportunity now. It's a serious matter. It's not just a game. We're aware of the fact that our experiences affect the way our minds work, and the way that we analyze situations. People whose minds don't deal with things properly, and that uh, includes a large percent of the population they go to therapy to understand where it came from and they try to fix it this is because we understand that so many of our outlooks are based on our experiences some of them happened when we were very young the way we look at life society coping mechanisms 
And for Klai Yisrael, for the collective Jewish unit, the collective memory we have is Shiva Mitzrayim, our captivity. And Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, our exodus. And Kabbalah's Torah, where we, Hashem chose us and gave us this amazing, amazing gift. All of which the Ramban says is Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. you got to remember all of it, not for the memory, but for the decisions in our life. Base your life off of the decisions by knowing who you are and, and, and what nation you're a part of. This is what we're about. The fact that gosh means the physicality doesn't do it for us. The fact that we count on Hashem and rely on Hashkacha above all else. The fact that we know we have a different type of formula and therefore play a different role in the world. But other things as well. Our mitos, our character traits. The way we're going chasadim, the way that we do chasad, we do kindness to one another. The uh, the Medrash says that there was a bris made in Mitzrayim. There was an agreement amongst Jewish people made in Mitzrayim through the suffering in those hard times, being whipped and beaten. There was a, 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 a agreement made that we would be there for each other, no matter what. And it says, we spoke about this, this uh, similar Medrash where the Jewish police officer said, I'm not telling on my brothers. That's a yid. The way you, you stick your neck out for your fellow Jew. So ultimately, all of this came from the experience of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And Leila Seder is supposed to make sure that these memories are at the front of our minds so that we can use these memories on a daily basis. That they can be perhaps more than just a memory, but they can be part of the formula for with which we live our lives. It's not enough to just say it. You got to relive it. So we buy pillows and we go and we try to walk through the water. That's what it's about. You're formulating attitudes. The Zohar HaKadosh says that the matzah is the lechem, it's the bread of Amuna. Knowing that we can commemorate something Hashem said would happen before it happened, that's how a Jew lives. It's the bracha of Goal Yisrael. When we say Goal Yisrael, Hashem redeemed us. It's not just a wish, a hope, but it's Amuna saying, I know Hashem will do this. It's clear that he will. That's the Seder. The purpose of the Seder isn't just to talk about the past, but it's to build an Amuna to live in that same formula. We know what it's going to be. We don't know when. We don't know how we're going to get there. We don't know how it's going to work. We don't understand whatever's going on in the world these days. But we know Hashem is arranging events for the proper things to happen as they should. That's the Ikr. That's the main part of the Seder is to relive Amuna. And in order to do that, you got to recreate the memory within yourself. So, like we said with the pillows, you know, um, walking through uh, buckets of water to go through Kriyas Yamsuf and acting things out for kids in general is very chashiv. You keep acting and acting until you feel the electricity. My Rebbe Rebirkowitz asked, what was the Seder like on the, uh, on the eve of Makos Bechoros and Mitzrayim? You know, what 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 did that look like? You gotta live that. You gotta feel it. That's the high point of Amuna. That's when all of the Jews they took the Avodah of the Mitzrim, and they took that and they were eating that as their carbon Pesach. They knew it was gonna happen. That's what a Yid does, Leila Seder. You feel like you're coming out of 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 a Mitzrayim. You relive it year after year. The memory should become more vivid. And it should be affecting our decision-making process more and more throughout the year. 
And this takes preparation. This is why we're, you know, we're hammering out this, this Jewish 365 series. It's not even Nisan yet, and we're up to part 7. Because we firmly believe that you can't just walk in and expect to relive it. Whether, you know, you're, you're running your own Seder, or whether you're just, a, you know, a part of it, you need to do your own preparations. You need to make tziura, make little, you know, pictures in your mind and really, you know, feel it and, uh, you know, really get to the bottom of it. What was it like? You go and you draw these pictures in your mind, you prepare yourself for yourself and for everyone you want to have influence on in this world. The briskerov at the end of the Pesach Seder used to dance with his family. Because of this idea, because we're above the rest of the world. You got to feel this, the elevation, the zchus, you know, the, the merit of the chashivas. Look how important we are, look how big we are. The four kosos, you drinking these cups of wine and leaning, it's not a game. It's a real feeling. My Rebbe of Berkowitz tells people, part of our aristocracy is how calm we are. To sit at the Seder table, you know, and to be all tense, it's a chisarn of cheres, you're lacking cheres. You gotta feel calm, you gotta feel big. You should have a total elevated feeling throughout the Seder. And there's different ways to go and to prep and to, you know, get yourself ready for your Seder and make sure all the scheduling works out. You shouldn't be nervous about anything in the Seder. Yeah, you got to end the Chatzos and there's different timings and there's different laws. You got to prep. You got to prep and you got to have everything out there, everything ready to roll because, you know, um, aristocrats aren't nervous. Aristocrats are calm. And we are royal. That's the whole business of telling the story over it. So for us to really, really feel it. In our next our next learning session, well, we're gonna we're gonna digest this a little bit now, and then in our next learning session, we're gonna get in to what the makos really are. Um, next learning session or two, um, and then we're gonna go back into uh, this part of the series, meaning what we did in the last three sessions, and we're gonna get into the you know spiritual opportunities um, of the makos of the Haseba aspect, the leaning. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the Chayrus, what, what it really is. We're going to talk more about this Amuna um, and how that, you know, uh, manifests itself, uh, the opportunities for it manifest themselves spiritually, the Amuna and being a part of a nation. And um, all of this is to be able to really feel it, Seder night. This is all for the prep. And this is just... These are just two aspects. You know, it's the hashkafa aspect and the machshava, like today, where we really understand the depth of the spiritual potential and the aspect of the midrashim, the, the you know, really understanding the story on a deep, deep level, which we're going to get into next time in uh, part eight with the makos really understanding them. You know, all these are really just so that we can feel it. But that's just one part of it. There's other parts of it. Right? There's the tzirim, the those illustrations we are to make in our head. You know, there's the the scheduling aspect. There's all the halachos, just getting it clear and having things printed out if we don't necessarily remember it. Having our, our guides ready, having our, you know, everything just ready to roll so that there's nothing left but to experience and feel it on the night of Pesach at Seder night. Hey. 
hey, I really hope that you learned something new and that this helps you on your quest to access the spiritual potential of the calendar. If you want to hear more or you have any questions, please reach out to us at the Jewish 365 course at Gmail.